Hello again, welcome back to the Mexpat stories. Uh, stories about all the people that is passing by Playa telling us a little bit of their experiences here. Today we're gonna have another guest and I'm very, very happy to have this person here with me. Um, we met not long ago, but we've been kind of in between groups of friends and having a great time in Playa. His name is uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Marr. Well, I can call him Jeff, I guess. And tonight, uh, well, today he's gonna be able to share a little bit of his story about his work and his experience in Playa, just like the rest of our um, ex-guest here at this uh, Mexpat Stories little channel. So first of all, welcome, Jeffrey. How are you? Good, Rodrigo. How are you? Happy as I can be, you know, like the humidity is not helping today, as you can see. Your hair and mine is not the best. <laughs> mm, it's not, uh, it's not that bad. There's been worse days though, for sure. I agree with, uh, well, we're at the end of October. Yeah, last week it was like walking outside, I was just sweating buckets, you know, but this, uh, yeah. no, not bad. Not yeah. bad. And, and we're actually very like lucky because we're not this like super tall, big people that are like seriously sweating and suffering a lot. I have mm -hmm. friends, like they're really tall and they're sweating so bad and I was like uh, does that have to do with the height or something I had no idea but for real last week was horrible um, okay so we are here um, to tell to tell you all of the people that is uh, hearing us this time a bit of Jeffrey's experience in life he um, he was able to talk the last time that I saw him at the Playa Penor Summit. He was one of the panelists and he had something very interesting to share. Yep. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Okay but he was also in the uh, summit of the Nomad Summit in Cancun. So congratulations for that. How do you get that part? Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, pretty much I, uh, I was just looking into kind of expanding my, my horizons as a speaker. And I was like, yeah, I think I have like some cool stuff to, to share. So I was just sort of talking with a friend at Nomad who like works there. And I was like, oh, is this even a thing that you guys, like, I was just kind of looking to do some research on how do you even become a speaker like I wasn't really planning on speaking at okay, summit cool. and then she's like yeah like we have an application thing right here I was like oh it's that easy eh? so I, I thought on it for a bit and I was like well the worst case scenario is they actually choose me you know and I was like so I may as well apply and then even if they choose me I can always back out of it but then uh, yeah I, I just kind of sent in a little application they're like hey this uh, you sound like a great candidate for, like for because they had you they had me send in some of my other speeches that I've done before, like as a, as a example, and then yeah, pretty much uh, they they saw that and they're like, yeah, we need to we need like a more in depth version of that story. You have a great story, so we want to hear about it and come to come to summit. That's cool. And yeah. I was like, all right, like oh. Well, I don't know if you guys know about this, but the Nomad Summit is a really big platform nowadays, and it's just. Uh, now coming to Playa del Carmen, well, actually Cancun, which is part of the Riviera Maya, and we had a lot of digital nomads coming now. And it's been a great experience to hear uh, all of you. I didn't have the opportunity to go to this summit. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to go to the next one next year. But I heard a lot of good things about this specific summit. I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a complicated, uh, uh, how do you say it, like, way to get there as a speaker, like, mm -hmm. like kind of a death match. Like, you kill between yourselves and see so you get this spot. But, yeah, okay, I feel like I just got I just got lucky with the fact that I had my own uh, I had like different different speeches and everything before, and I have a pretty interesting story. So uh, when I was when I was applying, apparently there was about two hundred people who applied or something like that. So um, yeah, I just kind of I feel like I got lucky. Well, I, actually, your story must be very interesting. So um, so here for the people that is uh, hearing you at this moment. Tell us a little bit about who you are, but 
not as a label that everybody gets to give you. Like, who is that person inside of you that motivates you to do everything that you're doing today? So it's a very it's deep, a question. deep question. It's a deep question. I love it. I love yeah. it. I've been asking that to all my guests, and mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So I guess, I guess, on the surface level, I'm just a, a business person. Mm-hmm. I uh, I create YouTube videos as well, so I, oh, I, cool. I run uh, run both of those channels, and and my YouTube channel is what spawned my business. So my business is we create animated uh, animated marketing mm-hmm. or training videos. And then that all hatched out of my out of my YouTube channel that I created, which was animated book summary. So I'm just uh, like in terms of like a deep level of who I am, it all kind of comes down to books. So I was always searching for uh, the truth about myself, like finding out more about myself and learning skill sets and learning how to be productive and learning what I actually care about. So that's kind of like, in terms of like who I am, is I'm just always I'm just someone who's kind of on the search for these type of these type of things where I can know myself, I can know the world better, I can know the actual reality of the world instead of sort of like here's what someone's telling me, you know, like learn something through experience. So I read books constantly, and then I go and I test out okay. everything that I learn, and, and that's kind of who I am. Just on that's the a very honest question. I like as a uh, response. I like that. So, uh, okay, so you shared a little bit of what you do for a living. Is that the only thing you do or are you like involving other projects? No, yeah, I'm a boring, I'm a boring guy. Rodrigo, yeah, I just, uh, I have this uh, company where I create animated, animated uh, marketing and training videos. What's the name of it? Uh, Between the Lines Animations. Between the Lines Animations, now you know what you, to look for. That's what it is, yeah, so we, uh, we, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of very cool videos and we just kind of take videos that simplify complex uh, information, just present them in a cool way. No one likes reading that much anymore. No, no, just I- figuring out, uh, just figuring out different ways to kind of keep people's attention, make something entertaining, make something fun, and also make something uh, enjoyable so they're gonna like understand and be able to watch something and, and, and watch it and pay attention to it. But on the, on the flip side, it's also going to, to teach them something while they're entertained. So that's kind of something, and that's the approach I've kind of taken with speaking as well, is I wanna share interesting, interesting things that, I, that I've learned through my experiences and through my books, but I understand you don't want to just go on a lecture, you know. You don't want to. No one wants to just sit there and listen to someone uh, do a discourse. It's boring, right? No, so. that's that's a very, uh, very, very old role model for that mm-hmm. type of thing. I think uh, we have reached this point where things have to be a little bit more effective. Uh, going back a little bit of, about what you do with the videos, I've been trying to recommend a lot of the people. Uh, inside of the Mexpats Club, you know that it's a Facebook group and yep. we have a lot of people trying to post every single day and I've been trying to tell them people is not reading anymore. Stop with the flyers with a lot of letters here and just phrases and the, because even though they're doing a great job at creating catchy phrases, people is just scrolling down. Mm-hmm. What gets your attention are the videos. So um, do you have any quick recommendation for the people that is listening in case they want to make a quick video for Facebook? Yeah, I would just say figure out what's the actual goal of the video, right? Mm. Don't just kind of make something just like, hey, I need to get content out every single day. You know, it's like have a purpose for what you're doing and then figure out, okay, like backtrack. Like, like if you want to, if you have someone who you want to reach, what is going to get their attention? Like really get into the mind. It's all about psychology. It's not about like who has the fanciest video, it doesn't matter the quality, it just ma- it just matters like the story that you're telling and who you're telling it to, who's going to care about what you're saying, right? That is, yeah, that's very simple, but straight to the point. Uh, it's very simple if you get to pay attention to what you really want for your mm. business, your, your, your person, because many of them, many of the people out there are now their own business. Exactly. You know, they, they kind of self-employ themselves and they had to put all this information out there. 
and it's very important to understand where this uh, idea of yours is heading before you actually get started making some money sometimes. Unfortunately, it is like that. We are a little bit desperate, like chasing money, but very uh, often gets to, we get lost on the idea of where we want to go once we get to have the money, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's very important. So you're doing the videos, you're participating with all of this, um, the summits, talking. What motivates you the most uh, about all of this that you're doing now? just sharing what I've learned like I've hit a I've reached a point where I'm like okay now I have the skill sets to kind of build a business I have the skill sets to kind of uh, like be like kind of have everything running smoothly without my involvement too much and now it's sort of just like yeah I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good now so I just wanted to sort of go around meeting people I've taken a couple years where I just like put my head down I just got into work and I didn't talk to anyone for a few years and it was uh, a lonely, a lonely road, you know. But now I'm it just sort of, it's, it's a lonely road, man. So yeah, I've just kind of, kind of gone from there. Now I'm like more open to exploring. Just hey, like, like what can I give people? What's the value that I can give people? And just, uh, just sort of making new connections. Talking That's to very people. interesting. So you were, you were uh, starting as a digital nomad at the beginning, right? With this journey, probably. Technically, yeah. Technically, because this is what people is calling themselves nowadays, digital nomads. But I get to see more of an uh, nomad entrepreneur. I think it's a it, it's a better term applied to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but it requires a lot more effort than a regular entrepreneur that is just like me that I'm based here because I have everything that I need and all the sources, all the tools. I have them here. While you're traveling as an entrepreneur, doing what you're doing, what was the most challenging challenging thing that you experienced uh, for yourself? Yeah, to be honest, I can't, I don't actually think it is any any bit more difficult than what uh, than what you're doing, being like kind of in in one spot. I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's fairly fairly similar, and like we have all the tools. Like maybe five seven years ago, it was a little bit there were like complications, but now if you have to do calls with anyone, there's Zoom. Uh, there's uh, there's any meeting. There's all sorts of different ways that you can meet up with people online. So I don't really find there's too many difficulties, and I, I think the advantage of it is actually that uh, pretty much the the business people that I want to hang out with, we travel a lot, or they travel a lot rather. So it's been beneficial for me having a business that I could take on the road because I'm able to. My friends back home don't. Uh, they don't really run their own businesses and, and uh, like I love them and stuff but like you want to be surrounded by people who are doing what you're trying Absolutely. to do exactly so when I when I first started this out like the benefit of being like nomadic I guess you could call it it's just that I'm able to take up everything my friends who are in different business groups that I'm a part of and uh, they're, they're traveling around like my friends uh, who run businesses they're not from Canada where I'm from you know they're from uh, mm -hmm. they're from Ireland they're from Spain they're from uh, like Poland, wherever, right? So it's been beneficial that I can actually travel to meet them and we can all like relocate in one place for three to six months at a time That's and cool. we can just work and we can learn from each other and teach each other stuff. So It's a great dynamic to have this uh, option right now. Like you seriously can hang out with a lot of different people from all parts of the world and they're no longer the business owners that we had in the, you know, like the 80s and the 70s, maybe even the 90s where if you were a businessman, you were wearing your very nice suit and just mm -hmm. going to these massive meetings with everything was so serious and great. I like what we're experiencing right now with all these uh, new um, travelers that we have in Playa del Carmen. I love to go to some of the meetings and we're just wearing our t-shirts, a little bit kind of a 
comfortable lifestyle and they're very serious people when they talk business yeah and i'm fascinated i'm learning so much about everyone that is coming like you your talks and uh we had neil the other day lauren and like there was so many people that came this past year to playa and i am just thrilled about what's going to happen in the future for, for this amazing city mm-hmm. um okay so that's fantastic thank you so much for being so honest about that and, and one thing also to yeah. add is that yeah like we may be wearing t-shirts we may be fun but it's also like back in the day it was sort of you just had to work all the time you had to grind it out and even mm-hmm. up to a couple years ago that was the game plan for everyone yeah. but like now there's a lot of research showing that after 40, 50 hours a week, your ver- your productivity is like going way down, right? So it's, it's very beneficial to be surrounded by people who are going to be fun, who are going to be kind of carefree in in a sense, so we can actually let go and have some fun. So it's actually it's better. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's better being in, in Playa del Carmen where there's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff going on, you know. So you can always uh, you can take your job seriously, you can take your work seriously, but then when it's time to chill out, you have a beach. Uh, 10, 10 minutes yeah. away from you, you know, you have like a, a lot of different uh, activities that you can do that are that that's, are beautiful that people would kill to do and you can do like regularly. Quantity. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's another option that a lot of our people uh, in the past decades didn't have. We had a little uh, co-work meeting here in my house mm-hmm. uh, with a few friends and then at a certain point one of them said like, okay, beer. He went to get some beers, we were having a couple of beers here, we jumped in my pool. Well, it's not my pool, it's uh, the pool from the area. Just, pool? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get the... some of these invites. <laughs> yeah, you can come, we should actually do this. Um, and it was just like 30 minutes, we came back, we came back to the house, just keep working. And, and I felt so comfortable with the dynamic of being almost in my 40s. The peak of the people in Mexico City were there like already with their houses and their children mm-hmm. and I felt so comfortable being among all these people that allowed me to be almost 40 but still be part of the, the, the group of the people um, in a business mode but also in a friend mode like there's no more a gap, a gap between the ages through this dynamic that mm-hmm. we have nowadays in, in Playa at least yeah. well, I guess it's around the world but yeah that, that was something interesting I found about the Nomad Summit as well because this is my first time attending it and it was like the first the first uh, the the main day where we were all doing our speeches and stuff it's like kind of a professional environment we're all we're all doing our doing our talks we're, we're helping each other out with like specific things in regards to marketing or regards to building remote teams things like that but then the next day it was just a pool party and everyone was getting loose <laughs> Everyone was like calmed down. It was like, damn, like this is like, like 24 hours ago, I was in this room like with professionals, you know, everyone was wearing like not necessarily suits, but everyone was definitely on their best behavior. This is and then the, then the next day we're all partying, having fun. Uh, everyone's uh, just drinking a, a few drinks and, and letting loose, you know, and it's like you're, there, there's definitely like between work and play, it's, there's definitely a separation. But I mean, you can do you, like your business friends can also be like they're legit people that you want to hang out oh, with absolutely. more. You know, and, so like, and by the way, guys, um, it's pretty cheap around the area. Just for you to know, when he mentions drinks, they're not that expensive. Oh no, no, yeah, you can if you want to be a drunk and drink every day, you can <laughs> you can definitely afford to do that. And uh, yeah, we went out the other day with the, after the play up in our summit. We went out uh, a bunch of us, and I have this uh, preference for beer mm-hmm. that comes as a kawama size. If you guys have never heard about a kawama, is a beer the size of a almost 1.5 liter uh, beer, and it's like like in a regular street uh, store would be like 45 pesos, in a bar is almost 90 pesos. Mm-hmm. You know? And people were like, "How can you do that? It's so much." And I was like, "Dude, you, you're gonna drink." 
five of these regular beers like here and they were surprised like everything here um, is not that expensive mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've been seeing people's faces and expressions of, like this is so cheap I like it and they enjoy it and mm-hmm. then it's just all of you are all together I'm having a blast by seeing these people adapting so fast to the dynamics of Playa del Carmen and the cost of exactly yeah I, I went to I went to a, a bar with uh, some friends there's kind of karaoke going on and I was with my friends uh, I'm, I'm not a big drinker but I was like I'll buy some shots for yeah. for these people you know because they're, they're like just taking shots all day and I was just kind of chilling so I was like oh, like I'll get involved and buy some shots so I bought uh, I think it was like three or four tequila shots for my yeah. friends and then they gave me the bill and it was uh, 90 pesos so I was like that's that's like how much that's like less than five dollars you know it is and, less uh, than $5. and then uh, like the bartender was there I was like do you want one do you want one? like does the whole bar want the want the shot, shot of tequila like in if you were to do that in Canada that would be about like it would be like triple to quadruple the price for that even even more even absolutely. so like, yeah like five times the price if you go to like a bar and get get tequila shots so oh, when I go there and it's less than five dollars for three or four of them it's uh, yeah I was like man I'll, like I'll buy the whole bar of these shots you know and I was like damn like I was caught off guard was, that's where uh, we go hashtag uh, hashtag I love playa yeah exactly just I was like yeah I'll make it rain at the at the at this bar so I love it man I love that part so okay um, <laughs> You cannot avoid going to play and just get a couple of shots for everyone. It's exactly. always a thing. Um, so tell me why why Playa? What dragged you all the way here? Yeah, so that's a, that's a little bit more of a complex question. But okay. uh, yeah, for for January 2018, me and like I mentioned, I, I usually travel around with some different business people, and we were living together in Thailand in 2017. And then uh, for my business, I have to be on the phone with people, so I wanted to be in this general time zone. And then we talked. We were going to meet in in Cancun, so we moved to Cancun in 2018, and then. Um, I kept coming back to Cancun just over and over and over again because I, I love Mexico. I love Mexican people. Thank you. Um, yeah, exactly. I, lo- <laughs> I love uh, I love the the culture. I love everything about it. And I I was in Cancun for yeah pretty much all of 2018. And then again 2019, we all came back. Like my, I did a, a bit of a thing like just lived overseas for a little bit in, in Europe. But then I came back uh, at the start of 2019 and I lived here for three and a half months in Cancun. And then one of my roommates. When I left to go back to Canada, he relocated to Playa. Okay. So when I came back to Mexico, I was like, well, this time I'm going to be living in Playa del Carmen. So I've heard, I've heard it's awesome. I heard it's great. So uh, yeah, I've spent about like a year and a half in Cancun. So now I wanted to kind of just check out Playa del Carmen. I've been here for, for four or five months now. So. So what do you think now? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's awesome, man. It's awesome, and and there's a lot going on. I, I it's very different from Cancun. It's Dynamic very different. It's very different from so Cancun. So different. That, yeah. that one. I get to tell people that uh, Cancun is like Mexico City with ocean view, because mm-hmm. uh, it is a city. It was created also during the 70s, like very early stage of uh, Riviera Maya. But it was mostly like an American investment. Mm-hmm. You get to go to the hotel area and many parts of the city as well. They have this. North American structure, while Playa was built by uh, Europeans almost at the same time, but it was not as popular because obviously the main market for Mexico in tourism was always the Americans and the Canadians. Uh, so now we have this multicultural city that gets to offer so much diversity in everything. Mm. So, what do you think you like the most, and why you hate the most about this part of Playa? In Playa, yeah. uh, the thing, the main thing I noticed when I first got here. So we we I purposely chose Cancun because there's the hotel zone where you can party. Yeah. But we are we were in work mode, so we went to we lived in uh, in the center of Cancun where there's not really anything going on. So we just like true. It, yeah. So so there's not too much to do. So when I moved to Playa, it was a shocker because 
you can go out and party every day if you want to, you know? And, sure. and when I first rolled up, that's exactly what I did. So I had to, I had to ground myself after, after about two weeks. I was like, you're grounded, you're not allowed to go out anymore. But uh, I, I think definitely the community of sort of nomad, nomad type people are here in Playa. It's a bigger community than is in Cancun, for sure. True. And yeah, it was, it was interesting being around people who are, uh, yeah, like, that aren't specifically the people I traveled with. They're just people that that are here from somewhere else and there's a gigantic community and, and you saw it that, uh, at the Plyapreneurs thing that we went to. There's like 60, 70 to 100 people uh, in somewhere around Playa that are just like from all different parts of the world and you never, you never know where they're from. I met some guy from... I forget, he, he was like from some country that I, I thought was fake, you know? It was, like, <laughs> it was like, I've never met someone from this country before. It was, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of it. But yeah, I thought it was like a made-up country. And he's like, no, I'm from there, somewhere in Europe. No, it, it is true. There's, there's, a, there's a vast diversity of cultures in Playa. Uh, now we start having these little uh, areas where there's only Argentinians or only Italians mixed with Mexicans and a little bit of this. And it's, it's uh, very... Um, different from the early stages nowadays because it's also business but there's a lot of party but there's also a very um, strange newly community uh, adapting which will be the holistic side as well you know mm -hmm. all these uh, people with different dynamics for food and all that so what part of everything that you're experiencing right now with the multicultural options um, the people with their businesses what do you think it's the thing that makes you more attracted to playa right now it's a tough question i know it i know it is yeah. but i really want your opinion because like what makes me attracted to playa yeah, right what, now yeah. yeah because i i think you're gonna stay a little bit longer than you're saying you're gonna stay well, well i mean so well i mean i've already booked the i've already booked the flights yeah um so i will be going but i do think i'll be back and when i do come back i think i'll be coming uh back to playa instead of going to cancun yeah right. so uh for sure and yeah in terms of there's yeah like what you said about the multicultural aspect like you can get i've been getting food from a Venezuelan restaurant, you know? I've been getting food from a French restaurant. There, there's kind of all different types of things, and, and uh, it's kind of offensive, but I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Mexican cuisine, actually. Right. So yeah, so like, uh, it, it is definitely beneficial that I can I can get whatever type of food that I want yeah. here, for sure. And then yeah, it's like the party life is pretty good. The, the people that you, you get to meet from, from all over the place, you know? Like, when you go out where I'm from in Cancun, it's uh, it's pretty much just all people from different parts of Mexico, right? So when you go out here, uh, there's people from all over the world that you get to meet, communicate with, and, and yeah, there's just a ton of events going on, things like that. So now that you're here and you get to experience Playa from first hand, do you get to see what what do you get to see for the future of Playa, and what do you see yourself doing in Playa maybe in the future if you actually decide to come back? Yeah. Well, so there's two questions there. But mm -hmm. If you can just. Well, I'll be back. I'll be back for sure. Uh, I'm not sure when, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been learning Spanish. I, I love Mexican oh, culture, so I'm nearly fluent now. Wait, wait, so. wait! What's the worst? Uh, your most difficult word in Spanish? Oh, uh, this is this is uh, a little bit offensive as well. But uh, the other day, I, I learned the saying uh, "Que onda perro," <laughs> which is which is like uh, like "What's up, dog?" Or, what, up, dog? Like, "What up, dog?" Yeah. But then uh, yeah, like with uh, with the conjugations, like when when it's a female, you add like an a. So, you, so yeah. like when I was talking to my female friends, I was like "Que onda perro," which is like <laughs> "What's up, bitch?" And uh, 
they got offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. No, but yeah, uh, yeah like I but, find that funny. We but, always get to teach people the words and everything. That's yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's been a lot of uh, weird miscommunications I've had, yeah. not speaking fluent Spanish, but like trying my best to, to to speak with people. So that's one of the reasons I started the Mixpack Club actually, because I realized about the cultural shock when I was in Sweden, and I wanted to try to let uh, just a more just create a space for people that would not be feeling that distant from, mm -hmm. you know, and, and not experiencing the cultural shock. So I could just provide information before it was really needed. That's uh, one of the things that I was working on. Yeah, exactly. And it's really good that you have that platform that you're kind of providing to people. So yeah. that if they need anything, they can just like post in the group, like, hey, is there something something here? Like, like you know, like whatever yeah. it is they need, there, there's someone there. I I'm believe very I, happy. I believe I asked a couple questions in there when I first rolled up, like, hey, I need, I need a bike. You know, yeah. I, need a, I need a bike. Does anyone have one? And people got back and had they're very kind of people i can tell you so, that um, so back to, to yeah, the question so for the future topic, for you here in playa topic. but uh also what do you get to see playa as in the next years yeah i'm, I'm seeing something developing here i mean i just i'm kind of new here so like uh for me the the playa kind of the nomad community is kind of new here but i'm definitely seeing a lot of things going on where like, like what you've mentioned it's like there's not so many people who are being tourists anymore it's nope. more so people who are coming adapting to the culture living here for extended periods of time and just being able to kind of like this is somewhere where people grow up and want to retire to, to, to live here you know yeah. but like we're able to do this at at if you're if you're 20 25 30 40 whatever it is you can kind of do this and you don't have to retire to do it you know so i can see a lot of people kind of making the move and a lot of a lot of companies around the world are also adapting to this so you can work for very legitimate companies you don't need to like be your own business you don't need to do anything you can actually like work for someone but be entirely remote and no one no one is really everyone's kind of moving towards that yeah. as an option because it's just like it's like why don't you why wouldn't you let your employees have a better life you know? absolutely i get to see uh, for playa that uh, we will be a business center mm -hmm. but in a whole different level that than the other ones because obviously you, we're not never going to be like New York right and that's like the main business center of the world along with other cities but I think the new dynamic of all these travelers uh, digital nomads entrepreneurs business people is uh, adapting to the Caribbean lifestyle but in a business level so I think we're going to be somehow a center that I haven't seen completely the whole picture of it but all of you are the foundation of what's happening because the more people like you get to come here, the more these people will get to listen to what Mexpat is talking about. Mm -hmm. We need to create something now for the new generations that are just about to come here so they can have the right technology for uh, what they're doing or the right places to sleep, the right places to work. So I, I can't see the whole picture, but I know it'll be developing something different above even the touristic uh, lifestyle that we have here. Mm -hmm. Or they can go at the same level, you know, but I think it's going to be a business line that will be very important in the world. Mm -hmm. and, and right now, what I'm what I'm seeing being here, I've been here for a few months, I, I don't have any needs that aren't being met from like what's what I'm provided here in Playa, you know, like I have my I have my housing, I have an office that, that is very nice and there's yeah. a lot of great people there in terms of social environment. There might be even a little bit too much because there's there's just things going on all <laughs> the time. And you don't pos you can't possibly attend everything. There's there's stuff to do on the weekends. There's there's uh, yeah there's there's kind people. There's there's pretty much, like I can't think of anything that I would want that I don't I'm not able to get here in Playa. Oh, that's great. It's actually one of the best feelings not to have something you're craving for and not being able to get it. Exactly. I had yeah. a problem in Sweden for I, a long time to try to get my salsa valentina for my chips, and I was mm -hmm. like. 
I'm dying for it. But it was basically that. It was just something stupid. Yeah. That's but, actually, yeah. that's something then. Uh, you guys don't have like really good chicken shawarma here. Yeah. So yeah. in Canada, there's, there's these really good like chicken rice that I always eat with uh, with garlic sauce. And, <laughs> and I was thinking, like, damn, next time I go back to Canada, yeah. I'm going to get That's the first thing you're going to go get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the only thing. I'm like, damn, like I really wish. I can get some chicken shawarma, so if there's anyone listening who's uh There's an opportunity, yeah, there's yeah, a business there opportunity like, here. I'll, I'll be shopping at your we place We used to every have day. kebab, like a really good kebab, but um, I don't know exactly what happened. The person had to move to Puerto Escondido or something like that, and that was, that was the end of it. Mm -hmm. But And then everybody fo else focused on different things. We have Peruvian food now. I'm a Peruvian, so to me it's like, okay. it's a blessing to have a Peruvian restaurant next to my house. Um, okay, so we have covered pretty much everything. I do want to ask you a couple of more questions. First of all, before we get to go back to your job, because I really want you to put a, uh, out there your, your services. What's your best experience of Playa or your worst experience? Something that comes to your mind, you go like, oh, this is something I have to tell everyone when I'm traveling. Mm, best experience of Playa. I would just say, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything specifically, probably because I'm just trying to think of it off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah it's just like, yeah, I just love meeting the people there here. And, and I guess the, the shocking thing is like, it's not, it's not people who are just living here because they can't afford to live in a first world country or anything like that. It's like very legitimate business people who are like, on board with productivity and on board with getting stuff done and they're they're here you know and it's been very good to meet people who are very legitimate and people who can kind of help you grow i would say that's like overall like one of the better better, better things that we're here that's here for fantastic thank you thank you for sharing that part yeah okay so um well we pretty much cover everything uh when it comes to the emotion of playa and how you got here um, so now about your, your, your business and everything you're doing, I think, um, I mean, you made clear what you're doing, but is there anything that you can share with the uh, people that is listening right now that you want maybe to, you know, promote, tell them or where they can find you? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So in terms of finding me, I can be found on Instagram. At GMOS204. Okay. GMOS204. I'm, I'm going to make sure you guys get to see it on Instagram <laughs> on the Mexpat PDC yeah. as well, so you can get a link directly to that. So if you want to see my funny memes, that's what uh, that's what's going on <laughs> on my Instagram right now. And then YouTube, which is how I started everything, is youtube.com slash Between the Lions Animations, mm -hmm. which is, uh, yeah, that's the name of my company. But uh, yeah, that's where, uh, where I'm posting kind of things about like self development, mindset, um, things that, that I really care about, like productivity and, and getting things done. And then yeah, outside of that, um, yeah, pretty much my business is just we make uh, we make animated videos. So that's uh, that's something where we're just most of our clients come from referrals. So not not looking to really get too many clients through uh, through the podcast or anything. It's just something that uh, that I do. And and yeah, outside of that. Uh, okay, great. Same. Well, thank you so much. I I really appreciate the time here. Um, is there anything you would recommend to the audience before they come here or? while they're here to experience? Yeah, I would say definitely if you want to learn Spanish, there's no other way to learn a language than to be immersed in it, which is frankly one of the main reasons I've been in Mexico so long. I've been learning the language and you should like pick up a little bit of it uh, when you get here and just like like take lessons, communicate with people, talk to the locals and just like practice your Spanish because there's no other way to learn than to actually like, get in here and, and, and like struggle and be embarrassed, like calling <laughs> calling girls bitches like by accident, <laughs> by accident, and then yeah, just uh, just trying your best to, to learn Spanish is I would say one of the one of the things you should do if you're going to be here for an extended period of time. 
that's one of the main benefits of, of being here for sure. So true. And there's a there's also one thing that um, I noticed the options on teachers, like Spanish teachers in Playa is growing by the day. I at least in my network have around 10 mm -hmm. nowadays and they work uh, remotely as well. So if you want to contact them, there's people in Playa and they're not charging as much as a teacher will charge you back at home. Mm -hmm. And now they're also giving you one-on-one -on -one lessons or in groups. Yeah, we, exactly. We're trying to promote them because they're very um, motivated people to be able to give you uh, all these options. So yeah, that's a great advice. So, well, uh, Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming. This was fantastic. It was, uh, Rodrigo, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to have you here and can't, can't wait about uh, hearing your stories when you get back about what's going on in your life and where, you, where this is heading. So uh, one more time, thank you. And so the rest of you guys, you have it here. Uh, Jeffrey was very kind and just sharing part of his, uh, his experience in Playa. Uh, take a look at his content. And let's just say one more thing that to me is very important. Playa is changing. You hear from this person and uh, the last two podcasts as well. It's very interesting what's going on. So if you're curious about this, contact us directly. You can just write us directly to the Mexpat Club on Facebook or you can do it through the Mexpat channel, which is also on Facebook. And on Instagram, you can find us as uh, Mexpat PDC. And we can all we solve all kinds of questions in case you're curious. I'm going to be posting this uh, link to this podcast as well on Instagram with uh well, I'm going to actually tag Jeffrey's uh, Instagram. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful time. Hope you guys had a great, great experience listening to this Mexpat story. Hope uh, we can connect soon. And if you're traveling to Playa, don't forget to add yourself to the Mexpat Club so we can just be your link to the rest of these experiences in this beautiful uh, city in development. Have a great time and enjoy your life.